0: Hey, Mama's question for you today, getting a little nosy and personal. How old are you? Spiritually, I mean. Well, stick around if you have no clue what that means, because the answer could be not only life-changing, but eternally significant. Hey friends, welcome to the Productivity and Proverbs 31 podcast. I'm Kathy Lanham, your host, your mentor across the airways, if you will. I'm a mama of five former teacher and top 2% company leader. Now I'm a coach, a podcaster, and a business strategist. Stick around if you're a Christian mom with some big dreams, messy bun, and sweatpants. You might feel all the guilt, but you refuse to be a Pinterest perfect mom. You live in your car and reheated coffee is a staple. If chaos is usually rampant and you'd like some practical tips on how to grow a business, grow in your faith, and get some control, with an occasional date night thrown in as a bonus, hang around. Because as we grab these few minutes together, I want to help you keep growing in your faith, build a business that lines up with your God-given gifts and talents, and make memories of a life you love. So reheat that coffee, and let's get started. Hey there again, and you know how I roll. I am so excited that you're here with me today. And I know I'm asking a pretty odd question I guess. How old are you? But truly I mean that in the best possible sense. I want us to take a look at where we are in our Christian walk today because the answer to that question does have eternal consequences not only for you but for your family as you raise up a kingdom of little warriors mamas. So let me just ask some questions and you grab that coffee and let's see what you would answer. So are you in utero? You know what I mean. You need to be birthed. You're not yet a believer. You've heard about God. You went to church maybe as a child, but you kind of gave it up because you never became a Christian and it never made a difference in your life. Or maybe the opposite is true. You never were taken as a child and you have all of the questions, but none of the answers. Or maybe you think that, um, well, God really isn't for me because if he knew, or Kathy, if you knew my sin and what all I have done in my past or what I'm doing right now, you would never love me, or you would be appalled, or you, I can't go to church. Well, let me just tell you that, sister, that is a lie from the pit of hell. And it's actually a little bit of pride because it says that your sin is bigger than God and that he can't handle that because, you know, you're really too bad for his love, his grace, and his mercy. That is so not true. It is exactly for that sin and that lifestyle, that victimization, For all of that, that you feel and you hide and you hurt, that shame and the guilt, that is exactly, my dear sister, why he went to the cross. The Bible tells us that even when we were yet sinners, when we were unclean, when we were as dirty as you think you are, that's when Christ died for us. So maybe you're in utero, utero, you're not even yet a believer, you need to be birthed. Maybe it's that you are birthed, you made a decision at some point to become a believer, to ask Christ to forgive you of your sins, but you've never done anything with that. You've never grown. You've got all the questions still. You don't have fellowship. You maybe have seen God move and speak in your life. You go to church, but you know there's more. In your heart, you know there's more. (laughs) My third group I just love. Are you in your terrible twos? Are you a toddler or are you a rebellious teenager? Now, the worst teens I know are those that know how to play the game and they play both sides against the middle. They fake it and they have all the right words, and they're polite, but man, when they're with other people, they're just mean. They're mean girls or mean guys, and they, I actually dated a guy like this once, and I'm like, you are such a snake in the grass, and that's the most dangerous place to be in if you're that kind of a teenager. A faking teenager, let me put it that way, because you may not see yourself as rebellious. But if you're just going through the motions, and you're going to church, and you look good, and you're in Sunday school, and your kids are in the little cherub choir, and angel choir, and the little joyful noisemakers, they may go to Awanas, and they're in the youth group, maybe leading the youth group, and you are counting yourself as righteous. But your heart's far from the Lord. Well, the because the Bible tells us those of us that act that way or feel that way and we are self-righteous and we don't see our own sin, then those are the ones of us that don't even think we really need a Savior. That's for all those other people, the bad the bad people. If you're a toddler, don't you love toddlers? They learn the word no. No, you're not the boss of me. You're not going to tell me what to do. And that's how we are as Christians in our culture when we want to look around us and justify what we do not according to what God says we should do, or how we should act, or what we should value, but we're looking at our culture, and we're basing our actions, and our goodness, and our kindness, and our awareness, and our wokeness, and our whatever on circumstances around us. Our ethics are situationally dependent, and y'all, that is another huge lie that I really want you to pray about, and look at, and consider, because God has a standard, just like we as parents, we have standards for our children, and as God's children, He has a standard for us, and we don't get to make up the rules as we go. But a toddler, that's exactly what a toddler wants to do. No, you're not the boss of me, and you're not going to tell me what to do. Our attitudes that may creep in with the shows we watch. <laughs> that's not that big of a deal. Or the words we say, or how we dishonor our spouse, or even our children. How we live on a daily basis. So that's a tricky place to be in, because... The Bible tells us that if we're there, then we've deluded ourselves, and that's not a good place to be. And then the last place, are you a seasoned warrior? Now, that sounds like it's great, right? You're a seasoned warrior. You know how to fight. You know how to put on the whole armor of God. You buckle up, or you did know how to do that. Now, there's just so much evil going on, and there's so much bad, and you've been doing this for so long that you're just tired, and you've given up. And you can be a seasoned warrior that's apathetic and. 20. If you've been a missionary's kid or you're a pastor's wife and you're just tired, you're tired of putting up with the crap that people put on you, you're tired of fighting the evil because you do it all and nothing ever seems to change and you're just tired. So you could be that old. You could be a seasoned warrior who's given up or you can be the last age. I just think the best age and that is the age of a seasoned warrior who knows that there is no discharge in time of war, that we are in this battle. For the next generation, for our souls, for the souls of others, for those who we may never meet, who are miles away on the other side of the ocean facing innumerable horrific abuses. Or it could be that we're going to the mat for our friends, for loved ones who are struggling with addictions, who are just knee deep or neck deep in an addiction that they have struggled for so long and they can't break. Or maybe it's a grandchild. We're battling on our knees in prayer for those folks. So that's the seasoned warrior that buckles on the whole armor of truth. So why do I ask you your age? Well, because God says that in the end, those that are truly his, he will say to them, well done, my good and faithful servant. So how do we get to be that good and faithful servant? And I think that for all of the different ages, it all really begins the same. And that is with prayer and repentance. If you're a baby or terrible too, or you're a teenager, then agreeing with God about your sin and acknowledging that you're a sinner It's not going to surprise him. He already knows. He knows the very hairs on our head. So the Bible says the way that we're birthed, the way that we can come back to him if we're far away, is that we A, admit that you're a sinner. Ask God to forgive your sins. B, believe that Jesus is the one and only perfect sinless son of God that came to die for our sins because we owe a debt we can't pay. He paid a debt he didn't owe. There is no way we can jump the gap between where we are sinners in our flesh and the holy righteousness of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us that our best day, our good, good days when we're just spot on, that our righteousness is like a filthy rag compared to God's holiness. And if you look up that word filthy rag, it really means mm, that time of the month, those used dirty cloths. So yeah, that's That's pretty gross, right? So we can't bridge that gap. Jesus did it for us. And then C, confess our sins. Ask him to come in and to be Lord of your heart. Whether you need to be birthed, whether you need to repent and turn again as a teenager or a toddler, or if you're that seasoned warrior that says, Lord, I have stepped out of the battle for a while and I want to come back in. I do want to hear you say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Now, I do want to speak to those of you who are feeling like, eh, I got this, not a problem. There is not enough kindness, goodness, meals that you can cook, days that you can serve in the nursery, time spent in the choir, Bible studies that you're attending, if you're doing it just for the show, just for the Pinterest post, just for your Instagram feed, that doesn't get it. Just like going to sit in my garage will not make me a Volkswagen, going to church will not make you a Christian. Taking your kids to church does not make them a Christian. Just getting baptized does not make you a Christian. And I know that's a little harsh and those are some hard words, but I want to implore you today to look at God's standard. What does He say? He says that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father but through Him and that today is the day of salvation, that when you ask the Lord to forgive you of your sins, he's faithful and just and he does that. And then we're called to do that next step, that we're to grow, grow as Christians and to be ever learning. So if you are brand new and you pray and you ask the Lord to forgive your sins, you need fellowship. You need a mentor. You need a good Bible teaching church that you can go to. You need encouragement. And believe me, as much as the angels rejoice in heaven, when one person repents, when a sinner repents and comes to the Lord, the demon's are angered. And then that spiritual warfare just ramps up around you. To close this out, I just want to ask you, will you hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. What is your age? I want you to consider your age. Really give this some thought. Pray and ask the Lord. Oh, and I did want to tell you that that armor of God, if you're brand new and want to grow and check some of this out, Ephesians chapters five and six, get a version of the Bible that you can read. That is a great place to be. 1 Peter 2, 2. I want to read it to you so I get it right. It's a, that whole chapter is a primer on us living in these hard and difficult days. But verse 2 says, like newborn babes, long for the pure milk of the word. So by it, you may grow in salvation. And then in, in Ephesians chapter 5 and 6, great primer for how to live this life, how to walk in a world that seems so evil. i want to leave you with this. And God talks about us as children, children, children with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. It means to be, we need to be praying for ourselves and for others and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness, the mystery of the gospel. And guys, that's what I've tried to do today is make known the mystery of the gospel, because if it is a mystery to you, then I would love for you to drop me a DM, give me a, a message in the comments below. Ask your, your, your pastor or someone you trust, a spiritual mentor, what's your next step? How will you grow? And if I could be an encouragement or a blessing to you on that journey, that would be a privilege like none other. You guys go be a blessing to others because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Until next time, it's Kathy. Real quick, I hope this episode was a blessing to you and that you learned a nugget of truth, got a laugh, or had something that you can share. It would be such a blessing to me if you would go over to iTunes and leave me both a starred and a written review. I would love to be able to read some of those reviews online, and that pours into my ministry and my work so much. In addition, if you want some of our free things, that's found over at KathyLanham.com. I'd love to connect on social media. DM me at at KathyLanham. That's my handle over on Instagram. So until next time, go be a blessing to others. Because when you're a blessing to others, you can't help but be blessed yourself. Take care.